If you're listening to this podcast, you're more than likely an Australian small business owner who's interested in learning about marketing or looking to understand how marketing can have a positive impact on your business to help you grow, stand out, and drive more revenue. If this sounds like what you're looking for, then the Little Marketing Podcasts are perfect for you. Welcome everyone to Little Marketing's first ever Q&A podcast. My name is Hayley Lim, General Manager of Client Delivery, and today I'm joined by Michael Keva, our director, to answer a handful of questions. How are we doing, Michael? I'm good, Hales. First Q&A podcast. I'm excited and I haven't looked at the questions, so I like to do the kind of the spare of the moment answers. Awesome. Makes it more exciting. Very good. Should we get started? Let's do it. Awesome. How many questions we got today? Yeah, so today we have five questions and a bonus question from me. Six, oh, oh, one from you? <laughs> yes. Six questions. Let's do this. Awesome. All right, let's go. I feel like it's like sale of the century or it's a quiz or something. Yes, almost like that. Make sure you perform well. All, <laughs> All right, right, let's go. Question one. Question one. So we have a question from Rob. Rob. So, yes, Rob. So Rob's a builder. And yep. so he said, I've listened to some of your videos and podcasts and it's awesome. Thanks, Rob. Five star reviews. <laughs> um, but he said, I can't do marketing on my own. Tell me, how can you help me and what does it cost? Great question. Rob, where's Rob from? Rob's from Narrabeen. Okay, Sydney boy, and he's in. He's a builder, you said. He's a builder. Okay, so he wants to know what the cost. He said, use the word cost. What yes. the cost is. Yes. And what marketing activities he should do. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate the first question. So, if I look at the um, middle of the range client that comes to Little Marketing, the fir- often what they will say to us is, "Look, we've invested." all this money in marketing, but we've seen no return. And so our consultants or I will say, the first thing we'll ask them is, what is it that you're communicating to your clients and customers mm-hmm. that is different to the competition? And often hails the answer, as you know, it's a blank face. And that's the key bit. Marketing is a, about um, battling, the being. it's a battle of, mar- battle of the mind mm-hmm. and being in your customer's mind in a different way to the competition so that is the key bit before you do any activities what is it that you are communicating Mm -hmm. that is different to the competition so that's the key bit so you need to do that before you do any any activities and that's why when when small businesses come to us and they say the activity hasn't worked it's because how they've positioned themselves and communicated themselves differently to the competition is non-existent mm. so that's the key bit um, so that's the first thing that Rob needs to have a look about second is the question about cost yes so Rob this is important Rob any money that is spent for your business is an investment it's not a cost You're in, yeah yeah correct you're investing in your business so every dollar spent is not a cost, It's an I see it as an investment. So marketing is the same. So when little marketing, and we don't, we're not gonna talk specific dollar figures here, you need to inquire with us, Rob. But to give you a guide, what's really important is that you create 
a bit of a plan and a structure around the activities that you should do and figuring out that what that point of difference and positioning is. So that's how we generally work with a client first up. And that's a one-off investment, Rob, not a cost. It's a one-off investment for us to work with you to do that. And generally, most clients that come to us, the um, it's not... Uh, Inhibitive. The investment isn't inhibitive, so they generally will go ahead with that one-off investment for us to create a plan. Now, what does a plan do? It creates some consistency in the message that you're putting out there, so that positioning message, and consistency in the frequency of the activity that's communicating that message. Um, so that's the first step. Then, what does that ongoing investment look like? Well, Rob, it really depends on the amount of activities that we're consulting with you on and actually helping you to implement. I would say 95% of our clients get us to actually consult and implement the plan for them and work with them to make sure that whatever we're doing is working and maybe what's not working as well, tweaking and fixing it. So it's about working with you in that consultative approach, Rob. So hopefully, um, and, and as a builder, there are so many, there are different ways to communicate that point of difference and so many potential activities. So. Um, just get on to it, Rob. Awesome. Question one down. Question How was that? Down. First one? That was very good. Very comprehensive. Comprehensive? Thank yeah. you. Thanks for the feedback. All right. Awesome. Next up. Next question. Question two. Jennifer. Jennifer. Jennifer with a passion. She's asking. With a passion? With a passion. Yeah. She's, her question is, yeah. what the hell is positioning? <laughs> I hear it all the time. Yeah. So Jennifer owns a hair salon <clears throat> and she's not sure how that applies to her. Yeah, great question, Jennifer. Hair salon in, where's, where's Jennifer? Jennifer, I think Jennifer's from Chatswood. Oh, in Sydney as well, okay. Mm -hmm. Hair salon in Chatswood. Okay, what is positioning? So I might have touched on that with Rob's answer, Jennifer, but when we talk about positioning, it's actually not that um, complicated, so let me simplify what it means. It's about how are you positioning your business and your brand in the mind of your customers that is different to the competition. As I touched on, marketing is a battle of the mind, so you wanna make sure that you are positioning your business and your brand in the minds of your customers and clients that is different to the competition and communicating that over and over again so that you cement that position in your customers' minds. So if we use your industry specifically, Jennifer, um, it could be that you're differentiating on, there's four ways to differentiate, there's plenty, but four key ones, the service, um, or product offering that you provide, um, the location that you provide that service in, your your particular target audience, and maybe some leadership or expertise around what you do or how long you've been doing it for, Jennifer. So for example, you could be like the expert in um, you know, working with women's hair, women's that have, have curly hair, that could be an expertise of yours, or being focused on women that are preparing to get married and getting them ready on their wedding day. So there could be, there's a lot of different offerings. It could be the, the audience, maybe it's um, you know older women, maybe it's both sexes, maybe there's a, a niche or a focus on the type of audience as well. Maybe you've been in Narrabeen for a long time, so a bit of a leadership position Chatswood. around that. Oh, sorry, Chatswood, Rob's in Narrabeen, in Chatswood. So there are different ways to differentiate and position your business, Jennifer, in the minds of your customers and clients that is a bit different to the competition. So that's the key. Did I answer Jennifer's question? Yes, you did. You go, you, you spend hours in a hair salon, don't you, hours? Yeah, I do. Maybe go see Jennifer in Chatswood. Too far away? I'll go check her out this All weekend. Right, check her out, do that. <laughs> awesome. All right. You spend time and money in hair salons. I think most women do, don't they? Yeah. 
There you unfortunately. Go. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. What about guys? Thirty bucks. But you, my the, barber. But you go more though, guys. More regularly. Yeah. yeah that's true. The frequency is different. That's true. There you go. Awesome. It's all about frequency today. Yeah. Gonna justify it. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Next question. Buzzer. Steve. Steve. Hello, Steve. Steve. So, Steve's question is all about what sort of marketing activities mm. should he do? Yeah. So, he runs a commercial plumbing business. Okay. That question is probably the biggest question that we get asked by every small business yep. in the What's yep. going to work for me? There are so many options to, so many marketing activity options these days. Mm. Um, all the website stuff, all the Google stuff, SEO, SEM, AdWords, all that stuff. Is there all the social stuff? You know, there's signage. You've got a plumbing business. There could be a, you could be some signage on your on the side of your van. Is it Steve? Signage on the side of your van. Um, you could have signage when you go and visit a customer or a client. There could be flyers. It could be a profile doc, depending on who your clients are. You want to go and take them a document. So many activities. The activities part is actually the easy part, Steve. Mm-hmm. What's most important, like I've said for Jennifer and to Rob, mm-hmm. is how are you positioning your plumbing business different to the other thousand plumbing businesses in Sydney? Is he in Sydney? He's in Melbourne. He's in Melbourne. Still a thousand in Melbourne as well, probably yeah. more. So how are you positioning your plumbing business different to the competition? So for example, are you focusing on the residential homeowner? Are you focusing on focusing on investment properties? Are you focusing on the strata community? Are you focusing on tier one builders? There are so many uh, target audiences or offerings that you could be focusing in on, Steve. So it's important that you, again, how are you positioning your plowing business different to the competition and try to minimize that competition. One of the biggest obstacles that businesses have is that competition. And that's why that positioning bit is so important and we've mentioned it for, for Jennifer and Rob today as well. So positioning, important. In terms of um, activities, I think I rattled them off. So many potential activities. It's making sure though, Steve, is that whatever activities you're doing are relevant to the audience. So don't do stuff. So if, for example, you're targeting tier one builders, a letterbox drop's probably not relevant. But it could be relevant if you're targeting mum and dad homeowners. Mm. So make the activities super relevant. Think about where your audience lives, breathes, consumes um, communication and be really targeted on them. But what's most important is in in the activities, you are communicating that positioning and point of difference. Steve, hope that was useful, Steve. Plumbing business. Plumbing business. Very competitive, but find that positioning and point of difference. That'll be key. Knock out some of that competition. I guess the first... The first thing is Steve knows that he's, he wants to focus in commercial plumbing. So that's a plus to start with. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. So. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> I did. Did you? I did. Okay. So if we look at commercial, I'm, so I'm glad you told me that now. Well, I forgot again. the first time. Again. <laughs> so if we look at commercial again, that could be, that's quite specific, which would be good. And you could maybe break that down even more. So when you say commercial, do you mean tier one builders? Do you mean the strata community? Mm. So let's use this example. Imagine I'm a strata manager and I'm looking for, I'm sick of the plumbers that we use and I want to get a bit of a panel of plumbers. And I go to two websites. And one website, I go to it and the plumber says, we do everything, mum's dad, strata, commercial, we do, we do it all. 
And then I go to another website, Steve, and on the banner of the website, it says, we are the expert plumbers for the Strata community. Now, as a person that works in Strata, I'm gonna look at those two websites. Obviously, I'm gonna pick the expert in what I do. So if you can show that expertise, Steve, in whatever marketing activities you choose, just reinforce it, mate, and drive it home every day. And that's when we say positioning, that's what we mean, positioning your business and your brand in the minds of your customers, that's different. So it's good that you've already got it, you're thinking about that focus already, mm. Steve. Really good. Awesome. Ready for the next question? Question four, let's go. What are we, how far, oh no, we've got six questions in total. Yes. Let's go, question four. So question I'm four. liking the range of clients, builders, hair, hair salon, yeah. plumbers, it's good. Awesome. All right, next question from Andy. Andy didn't say where he's from, mm -hmm. but- um, Come on, Andy. Andy's question is about, he wants to understand what the difference is between positioning and slogan. Yes, positioning. Do you say positioning or positioning statement? What do you say? Positioning statement. We actually, like, we would have, we answered this question a few times in planning meetings with our clients. Because some of some of our clients actually. Or they say tagline. What's a oh, tagline? Yes, tag That's right. Yes, great question. Who have we got? What's your name? Andy. Andy. <clears throat> Hi, Andy. We don't know where you're from. <laughs> What's, what's his business? Does he say? No. Doesn't say. Just generic question. Maybe he's a competitor. So should we not answer the question? No, we'll answer it. <laughs> All right, Andy, what's the difference between a positioning statement and a slogan or a tagline? So if I look at, let's do an example of a slogan to help explain. So the burgers are better at Hungry Jacks. So that for me is a slogan. That's something that is memorable and it's something that you hear over and over again. You've heard it on TV, radio, Spotify, mm. YouTube ads, you've heard it everywhere over the years. So for me, that's a slogan or a tagline. Mm. Now, Burger King or Hungry Jacks, <clears throat> they have the marketing investment to communicate that over and over again and spend millions to reinforce that slogan. Mm. Everyone listening today is a small business owner. Yep. You don't have the marketing investment that Burger King has. So what we wanna make sure is that we, every opportunity that we have to communicate what it is that you do and why you're different, we wanna take that opportunity. So whether it's on your website, whether it's on a flyer that you do, whether it's on your social media banner, whether it's on an email that you send out, whether it's on your signage, whether it's on your, the side of your van, we wanna be consistent in communicating that positioning that we rattled on about today, but put it into some wording or language. So positioning statement between kind of three and seven words, that really communicates what you do and why you're different. So when someone reads that statement, it's really obvious and not fluffy. Mm -hmm. So I hear like slogans that say, better than the rest or- Innovation, innovation matters. Innovation matters. <laughs> that means nothing on the side of your van. People, we live in such an over-communicated society. So, we want to make the messaging on what we do and why we're different mm. really simple mm. for people to just get un and understand straight away. We don't we don't need them. We don't need to be like be tricky and overcomplicated and go. Oh, that's a clever. When people don't actually they don't have time to decipher mm. what you're doing. Just a clever statement that communicates what you do and why you're different. That's a positioning statement. Definitely, especially we want to almost in small business marketing we almost want to declutter it and just make sure we really focus on what we do and what the brand stands for. Declutter, mm. I love that word, Hales. 
I love that word. Yeah, awesome word. All right, next question. Tell me. Okay, so next question we have um, Steph. Steph asking this question mm. from Collingwood. Oh, Collingwood, Melbourne. Yes. Are they still in the AFL finals? Oh, you don't follow it, Woody. I'm asking you for. Yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Steph's question is. When is the best time for a small business owner to engage a marketing company? Steph, is it? Mm. So Steph, firstly, marketing company term is very broad. So little marketing or a marketing consultancy specifically built for small businesses. There's lots of marketing agencies, marketing firms, marketing companies. We are not that, we are consultancy. Why? Because, and why am I picking on your words? Poor Steph. It's because because you're of, picky. Because I'm picky, and it's because, and that's what our clients pay us for. It's about working with you in that consultative approach, and that's what our all of our team of consultants do. What was Steph's question? I forgot. Tell me. Sorry, Steph. Steph's asking, when's the best time for a small business owner to engage a marketing yes. company? Yeah, marketing consultancy. So, anytime. So, if you're starting out a business, day one, you're gonna be a open up a fruit shop so random fruit okay. shop you need to think about what is it that you're communicating that's different to the other fruit shops that's different to Coles that's different to grocery stores what is it that you are how are you positioning your business and your brand that's different to the competitions that's the key so day zero starting out a business is perfect because you're going to be on day one you're going to be talking to somebody about your new business and how are you going to communicate that mm just in a sentence, in a conversation, that is different to the competition. So key, so day zero is important. At the same time, if you're a business that's been going for five years, 10 years, 20 years, we've got clients in all of those business life cycles. There's no bad time to start your marketing and to use Haley's words, declutter. Mm. We live in such an over-communicated society as we've mentioned today. So there's, there, every time is the right time to position your business differently to the competition. It's one of the biggest battles is competition, as well as time, money, energy, and skills. That's the other battle from a marketing perspective for business owners. Yeah. You don't have, you're low on time, you're low on energy, low on the marketing skills generally. Um, what was the other one? Time, money, oh, and money. You're low on money. You wanna make sure that every investment that you make in marketing mm. is well invested, and there's a thought process behind it, and you're not just doing marketing for the hell of it. So. Um, is it Steph? Yes, Steph. Steph, any time is a good time to start thinking about communicating what you do and why you're different mm. and then actually communicating that on an ongoing basis. I think it's almost not about timing because mm. like you say, right, at, we can help small businesses at any um, point in time of their business life cycle, mm. but it's more of the, their mindset, whether they want to be helped or not because times we have clients inquiring and they're not, they may not be as receptive and want to be helped, but they want to do marketing. Yes. But then at the same time, we also have, we're really lucky to have majority of the clients and inquiries that come through, they genuinely want to be helped and they're open to our advice. Spot on. If I, I think about all the pod, podcasts and, and books I read from uh, that talk about experience and really successful, mega successful business owners, mm. they don't have all the answers. Yeah. 
and they are open to learning, upskilling, and, and getting the experts to guide them and consult with them on what they should be doing. Mm. And if, as a business owner, and I think we've got the authority to say this, we've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. As a business owner, if you think that you have all the answers, then perfect, go and do it and have a crack. But if you're engaging a professional, let them take the front foot. And if they're not taking the front foot, then sack them because mm. you want them to have that consultative approach. If you've got to tell them what to do, chances are they're not the company for you. But at least give them the chance to consult with you. Um, otherwise, it's not a match made in heaven. And that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to, as a business owner, you've got to be able to be willing to learn, listen, upskill. So important. How do you learn and innovate and grow as a business owner if you don't learn? Mm, mm. So deep. I know. <laughs> oh, I just yeah, it frustrates me because I see some great businesses out there mm. with good ideas, but the mindset, as you rightly pointed out, the mindset's not there. Yeah. And the mindset is key. The mindset is ninety percent of success. Mm. Anyone, most people can learn the technical of most things but do you have the drive the motivation the skills the willing to learn to and and that consistency of learning and the drive and the determination Mm. the persistence and the perseverance to make a success of your business that's why i don't know what the stats are is it 90 percent of businesses fail in the first two years yeah i think it's pretty high pretty high it's pretty high and it's because of that people don't people aren't taught how to run a business hails yeah they know the skill, how to be a plumber, a builder, a hairdresser, a fruit shop. They know how to do that. But running a business is different. Mm. Growth mindset, motivating, motivating staff, payroll, GST, accounting, HR, contracts, marketing. Mm. No, you don't get taught that stuff. You lost me a hello. Correct. Awesome. Jerry Maguire. Okay, last question. Yes. So bonus question. Bonus question. By me. That's why it's a bonus. I'm scared. <laughs> no, I'm ready. Let's go. So we get this a few... Um, we've got this probably a handful of times, these questions. Um, our clients will ask us these questions. A handful of times a in 15 times. years? That's a big um, handful. Yeah, big handful. So the question is, can we change our positioning statement over time? Can the client change their positioning yes. statement? Okay. Great question. So we... So remember, what a, let's go back to what a positioning statement is. It's about communicating your point of difference. Mm. So if your point of difference changes over time, mm. then your positioning statement can absolutely change. Yep. If I look at general business, business life cycle, your point of difference generally doesn't change that regularly. Maybe every couple of years, maybe every five years, maybe every 10 years, maybe never. Mm. It's not something that's interchangeable. So you can't day one use positioning statement one Day two, use positioning statement two. And then day three, go back to the positioning statement you use on day one and rotate it. That's not how positioning statement works. Positioning statement only works if it's used consistently consistently, um, in its frequency Mm -hmm. and consistency in the same message over and over again. So so to answer the question from Hayley Lim, our listener, it's, um, can it, yes, it can evolve as your business evolves. But not not day to day. Did that answer your question, Hayley Liam? Yes, definitely did. I hope everyone um, got a lot out of our first Q and A podcast. I think that was I think it was really good because it gave a, a range of 
not only questions but industries as well. Mm. And I'm hoping that we gave some specific examples uh, to everyone listening. Mm. I'm actually, I actually really like the Q and A. Whose idea was that? I think it was yours. No, I'm not taking the credit. Probably right, was. It's mine then. I will <laughs> go with yours. So, how do you feel about the first one? Yeah, I think it was great. I think what's important, if there's one thing I took out of it, yeah, it's making sure that as a small business owner, if you're in, engaging a marketing consultancy, mm-hmm. make sure that they are consulting with you. Yeah. We've been going for 15 years, and again, I'm not scared to say this, but there's a lot of um, trash out there mm. from a marketing perspective. Mm. Have these businesses worked with small business owners for 15 years? We don't have a lot of competition in that space, Hales. No. So I think it's important that, and you know, if you go to a marketing agency, you get sold the dream, then you get thrown a junior who doesn't have the market expertise, doesn't understand marketing, how it works. The mindset of a small business owner is mm. the key. Business for a business owner is more than just this business or brand. It's their livelihood. It's, yeah. their, it's their mortgage. It's their kids' school fees. It's their vehicle. It's their car. It's their holidays. It's mm. more than just a business. It's their livelihood. So we take that uh, very seriously. So if, that, if that's one thing I took out of it, it's that it's reinforcing that mindset bit for business owners. Hundred percent, I agree. My my um my family like owns a business. Yep. So I see that every day. Yeah. That's, that's what my dad lives and breathes every day. Yep. So definitely. Yeah, I think that mindset is key. Thanks, Hales. That was awesome. 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 So in the meantime, before um, our next Q and A podcast, if you have any questions, make sure you send them through via ask at littlemarketing.com.au or we'll send an EDM which you can just reply with your question and hopefully we'll pick yours and we'll answer next month. Awesome. Thank you. Great session. Thanks, Hiles. Thank you. Just a reminder, to get even more out of today's episode, go to the show notes to find the link or visit littlemarketing.com.au where you can download a worksheet with the key points discussed in today's episode. This is so that you can make your own notes around some of the things discussed, get your marketing moving and start implementing. Again, thanks for listening and have a great day. Please note that all the information provided on this podcast is general in nature and is not intended to be specific advice to your individual situation. Please be sure to engage a professional for a customized approach to your business and personal circumstances.